Welcome back to our, I'm going to say channel. Welcome back to our podcast. Welcome back. Today, this is our fifth episode. I think, right? Yes, it is definitely. Number five, in the middle of Women's History Month. Woo! Yeah, we told y'all that last week, so if you didn't know. It's time to be a woman. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, this is a Don't Quote Me, a podcast about life, love, and the culture, but don't quote us because like we know what we're talking about, but like still don't, you know? Do your research. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'm Lindy. I'm Madison. And today we have a special guest. I'm low. Yes. Yes. Um, Lauren or Low, whatever you like to talk call her. Um, she is a doula, also a friend, but a doula. And today we're talking about pregnancy and just like, you know, pregnancy, doula, what that is, you know, different terms about pregnancy and just like all the kind of stuff. Disclaimer, we are not pregnant. We are nobody. <laughs> We are not pregnant. We're just interested. We like to learn about things we don't know about. And because it's Women's History Month or International Women's History Month, we felt like we should talk about something that not a lot of people know about until they get pregnant and then they have to figure it out. So, yes. I don't know if you would like to introduce yourself and, like, talk about, you know, what you do with a doula. Sure. Um, so, like I said, my name's Lo. Um, I'm originally from Charlotte, North Carolina, or occupied Catawba land. Um, My pronouns are she, her, and I am a doula. I am a community herbalist, um, and I'm a writer, and a lot of different other things. Um, And I I like to honor my ancestors through through the birth work that I do with my partner. She couldn't be here today, but Brooklyn, um, and our practice is deeply rooted in the Southern and Caribbean tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, and it centers Black autonomy, Black vitality, and Black liberation. Um, and we basically, through our work, we want to um, decolonize, you know, to decolonize birth and create avenues of accessible support, um, tr- really for. Um, Black, you know, Indigenous people of color and queer and trans Black and Indigenous people of color um, with pregnant and birthing people. So that's what I do. Um, I love it. It found me and I was called and I answered the call and I'm kind of just, you know, figuring out this journey and kind of just, you know, enjoying every every bit of the process as I go through. So I'm glad to be with wow. you today. Thank you for coming. I feel like I now have so many questions. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. I was like, oh my God. You. <laughs> so, yeah. So like you said it called you and it found you. Like, how did that happen? Oh man. Um, I feel like I've always been a doula, but I never really knew like how to explain or like I never had the vocabulary to um you know to to describe what I'm passionate about or what I want to do and and then like it kind of I don't even know it just kind of found me like 
I don't even remember how it found me, but I like saw somebody on Instagram, I think, or someone said something to me in person and about like birth work. And I was just intrigued by it. And like, I went, you know, I went further and further down the birth keeping hole. And, mm-hmm. and it was like, like, I, I don't know. It's just so it's, I'm just so passionate about it. And I like, think about it every day and like love learning about it but um I think what really what really when I really knew that I was a doula um even though I didn't have the terminology or language for it was when my um sister passed away and I doulaed her you know and so like um when she when she passed away I was there and um and I kind of I kind of walked with her through the ends of her life you know like Mm -hmm. through the the last moments and so and I remember everything so vividly um about that time and and just about like just about like my my uh, mannerisms and my like state of mind and my like I feel when I think about when I think back to it, I can remember how I felt in my body at that time. And like, um, it's just so unreal. But I think that was the first time that I knew that um, that I that I was like called to do something that had to do with supporting people in some tor- in some type of way. And I've always, you know, been really connected. Um, to in any type of support work, you know, any type of care, care work, whether it's kids, elderly, you know, um, anything. So I think that this path for me was just the right path. And so, um, so yeah, it called me and, and yeah, I, I went, once it calls you, you can't ignore it. Like it, it shows up everywhere, you know, like mm-hmm. I had people like when, even when I, when I, when I got the call, you know, when I heard the call, then I would like, you can try to ignore it, but there was people in my community that were like, Hey, I'd like you to be my doula. And I'm like, Oh, I haven't even, you know, <laughs> I haven't even gotten that far, you know, what yeah. do you mean? Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, and so like my community kind of um, also called me to to be a doula and to do birth work. So yeah, when the community asks you for something, you got to answer. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's crazy. Like before you even well, is there a certification for being a doula? Like yeah. yeah so so you don't have to be certified to be a doula. Um, it is not like, um, it's not a regulated um, profession, but there are certi- there are programs where you can get certified. I um, myself personally decided um, not to be certified just because um, birth work and doula work is a, an ancestral practice. And it's something that we've been doing for centuries you know, millennia, as long as there have been human beings, there have been doulas, there have been midwives. Um, and it's not something that you can certify, like you're either called or you're not. 
like yeah. you're either made for this work or you're not made for it so it's not really like something that you can it's not something you can teach like you can teach the um the educational side of it like the stages of birth or like um different ways that you can you know like comfort measures and things like that but it's really about connection and listening to your intuition and listening to birthing people um and so if that's not you then you yeah. like you can do any any doula certification or training you want to do and you're still not going to be a doula because that's not what a doula is um but yeah, there are certifications out there. There's a lot of policing of doulas happening now and in the, within the um, medical industrial complex or the hospital. Mm -hmm. um, and it makes it really hard for um, black and brown doulas to get into the hospitals to support their clients and to just practice, so. Because of Corona or just like, there was already like this like type of policing going on? already there's there's already this type of policing corona just made it you know um just heightened it a lot um but yeah there's there's always been um this you know policing of black people in in all you know in all ways and so um it goes back way it goes way back to like mid midwives and um and industrialization, you know, when when people started to go to medical school um, and to, kicked like midwives out of the hospitals and things like that. So it goes there is an age old, you know. It's just yeah, Part of the just like just like all the other systems, you know. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. So like a doula, like I guess walk somebody well not walk physically but you know what I mean like walk somebody through their birthing journey so like where did they come in or where's like the um like the normal beginning for like the doula mother relationship to begin yeah um that's a good question it depends on everyone you know like I've had clients who I who I've um I've started with them um on their journey like like a week before their estimated due date, you know, or even days before their estimated due date. And there have been clients that I started with in the pre preconception stages when they're still trying to get pregnant. So oh. it really just depends on the person. Um, typically we like, you'll, we'll see it in like the early third trimester, like the second trimester is normal second trimester. Um, but yeah, so it just, it just depends on the person. Okay. Yeah. I've been thinking like, I don't know, well, one, I didn't really know anything about being a doula. So I was like, hmm, like, I wonder when you decide like, oh, now I need a doula or like, you know, like <laughs> now's the time, maybe another yeah. time. Oh my gosh. Listen, uh, I, I, if I could tell, if I could give advice to, to all birthing people, it would be to know who your doula is. Like you don't have to get started with them too early, but like there's so much to learn and so much to know. And 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 if you're not doing it yourself, you should do it yourself. Like you should be educating yourself, but um, 
having a support person there separate from your partner, you know, separate from your, um, your family or other support persons, like a doula who's, who this is their profession, you know, I highly recommend getting a doula, like, and knowing who your doula is when you get, when you find out you're pregnant, like know who your doula is. Yeah. Like, and, and one thing that, um, I really wish birthing people would do is like, um, is when they're, or pregnant people, their registry, you know, they buy all these things for the baby and, and yes, of course you need things, but having your community like donate to that cause for a doula, if you can't afford one, Mm-hmm. Um, on your own like having your community pitch in funds so that you can afford a doula and have one um with you throughout your present pre- pregnancy um for continuous care because it's so beneficial it's so beneficial like the the research doesn't lie it doesn't lie so I would say you know I just wish that more people would knew about it because a lot of people aren't educated about it either, but um, there's so much to learn and there's, there's so much to prepare for um, Mm. during pregnancy, but pregnancy is the easiest part, you know, pregnancy and birth. That's the easiest part. Like (laughs) being a parent, that's a whole different, but yeah. That's funny. So you like to people, oh wait, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, so when you like, you're kind of like choosing your doula, mm-hmm. if you don't like know them fully, but you kind of like see something in them, like what, like, how do you pick? Like, is it something that's just like in you and you just know, like, this is my doula. Mm-hmm. But sometimes like Great. you're not really around someone who's like knowledgeable about birth and just you feel like is right yeah but what is your advice to know like how do you like who's right for you yeah Yeah. it's definitely energetic I would definitely say that it's definitely energetic like um I love that you brought that up because like we so most doulas will do like um a consultation like a free consultation to mm-hmm. see how y'all like just to kind of get an idea of um what you're looking for what kind of support you're looking for um kind of see what your what your um philosophy of birth is to see if it matches up with theirs um because that has a big that's a big part too to see if the if your doula also believes in your same philosophy of birth because y'all may not believe that birth is the same thing Mm -hmm. um and then you know it's really important to have someone who looks like you so a black birthing people and pregnant people like it's really important to have black care providers because our our experience is going to be very different but at the same time it's also important to have um care providers who are um who are trauma informed and um, and also are 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 affirming like gender affirming. So if you're queer, or trans, or um, LGBT, um, then 
then having a having a doula who is knowledgeable not knowledgeable about that and also supports you and your identities whatever your identities are even like your religion you know um because you may have religious beliefs that um surrounding birth that maybe one doula may not be privy to but another doula may fully be um, knowledgeable about and support so it's like a, it's a whole plethora of things um and at the same time it's energetic so um kind of just feeling like if you just vibe with the with the person that when when you're doing your consultation or like it's just really easy to talk to them or you feel safe with them those are important things you know and then also um also making sure that they um that they listen to you and that they um that they support you in your decision making and don't try to make decisions for you so that's what i would say is important when choosing a doula a few things that's very interesting because also how do these people find you because i feel like like where do they come from like where do they come from <laughs> It could be energetic do, as well, like you know. Yeah, maybe they just well, my our clients. Mm-hmm. Where do they come from? Yeah, like how do they find you all, or just like um, it's really it's really word of mouth or like um, Instagram. They find us on Instagram, but a lot of people kind of know us already in, in some type of way, even if they don't know us well, or somebody that knows us recommended us to them Mm -hmm. um yeah all of my clients so let's see all of my clients have come from people who I know personally or people I know who know them Mm -hmm. and have recommended me yeah yeah okay so like that like bond that you have with your clients that must really like last a lifetime because it's such a extraordinary like experience yeah. I think that's so beautiful like you still like talk to every client or you still I have- do I do I and and I feel like that was something that I didn't really expect either um because it's it's not like um it's not like you just just like something that you go through and then like you know you exchange your time with this person and and their family and then you just kind of drop off the the face of the earth right (laughs) like this is a it's a whole experience and like you're walking with them through it and um and you see a lot of things you know you see a lot of things that they deal with per in their personal life and um and internally because birth is transformative and it really it's really a an energetic and physiological event and it requires you to open up your body you know to birth this whole other human being and so when your body is opening up like your your whole body is opening up so not just your physical body but like your spiritual body as well and so a lot of things get in a lot of things are brought up like things that you've experienced that's why it's so important to be trauma-informed as a doula because 
people experience things and it's important to know how to respond to that and know how to support them when they're when they're dealing with those things or if they have like an episode or something like that um and so like you like there's no way for me to not get emotionally attached right like they're because they're human beings and I'm a human being and we're like we're, we see each other in such a spiritual way um in such a vulnerable space and it really birth work really forces you to be vulnerable and it forces you to to kind of um it, I don't know just like to show yourself in a very raw way and you can't there's no performative acts like you can't be performative when someone's giving birth or when when someone just bursts out crying because something's happening or or they don't feel confident in themselves and giving birth you know Mm -hmm. and you have to support them so yeah it's it's I don't know I've never experienced like um such a such like deep connection with with um with people I just met but it's it's really it really is like it's so beautiful and I don't know I just check in on them from time to time and like or they'll hit me up and and we'll talk to catch up and stuff and send they'll send me pictures of their little ones and man they grow so fast it's crazy but um yeah and I love it I love it. Yeah. Yeah, babies really only be babies for like what? <laughs> like a second. <laughs> right. I all. It's crazy. But that's really cool. I never even this is all new to me. Okay. It's new to a lot of people. It's new to a lot of people, I think, because we've gotten so far away from um from our roots, you know. And um because this is not new. It's not new stuff. Like this is, this is, like I said, it's ancestral work. Like it's, it's something that we've been doing since the beginning of time, but we've gotten so, so we're so far removed because of colonialism and, and all of that, that it, we're like in a, in a phase of, in a stage of remembering and decolonizing and getting back to, you know, to our to our roots and so I feel like a lot of people are are remembering a lot of people are um learning more about like alternative ways or like our first ways of living and mm-hmm. it's beautiful it's good I think so yeah <laughs> look at you teaching something new because <laughs> that's um, funny I guess when you, well, I guess my next question is like, when you do your work, um, you obviously like bond with the family, but is there anything like specific you can think of like for the partner of the, um, the person that's having the birth? Because I never really thought about, you know, what doulas like a conversation would be with the partner, you know, just how they feel as well. Yeah. Um, so I love when, I love when partners are like, so involved. It's wonderful. Cause like, then I don't have to do as much, but not, it's not about like labor. It's about, it's about the birthing person and the pregnant person feeling 
supported, you know, and, and like, I am this support person. Yes. But there's, that's a different love than the love you're receiving from your partner. So when partners are involved, you know, are heavily involved, it just makes the process so much more wholesome, you know, Um, because they are learning as well what's happening physiologically um, during birth and also what their partner needs. And I also feel like you, it kind of helps them to learn more about what their partner needs too. Um, but everyone can't have a partner there, you know, everyone doesn't have that access to a partner. Um, and so in that situation, like family is always a good, is always good to have around friends, people like that, people that make you feel supported or people that you feel safe with. Um, but yeah, the, like when, when we meet for like prenatals, um, and even for consultations, I always invite people to bring their partners, um, along, like I've had, I've had, um, um, someone's husband attend as, as well as like another client, their mom attended. And I love it because they think of questions or think of different things that, the pregnant person or birthing person may not think of to ask or concerns that the birthing person may not have, Mm -hmm. um, but that the partner has, which is also valid because they're going to be supporting them. Um, So yeah, it's a symbiotic like relationship and, um, and it's important for both people to be involved. So during our prenatals, we do like uh, childbirth education and so that's that segment is really important for both people to be um, both people to attend um, just so that they understand both people understand like what the process uh, and stages of birth are and then we talk about comfort measures um, and different like positions to birth in and some of those really require um, a partner. And so if it's not me, then it, it will be them. Um, and sometimes like, I can't be there, you know, some like, like in during, in the times of COVID, like they've been keeping people from keeping doulas out of the hospital in some hospitals because they're only allowing one support person. And of course their partner's going to go. So if I'm not there, then you have to know what's to do as a partner um, to support your, the, the, uh, birthing person. And so, yeah, it's, we, we definitely do like a lot of, um, a lot of partner support and education. And we have a lot of resources for that too. Um, because that part is, that piece is very important as well. Okay. I do have a question. Cause I'm thinking like, cause like you said, we don't really know anything about pregnancy other than like but people know about pregnancy. So like, <laughs> you know, like the normal stuff, right? But uh-huh. what is like one thing that you find that a lot of people like would be, I guess like maybe surprised to learn or like don't really know they need to know when, you know, they're talking to you? Ooh, wait, in which stage? Prenatal, I mean, pregnant, like 
all stages? I guess. Maybe yes. all stages. <laughs> it can be <laughs> more than one thing. Things that they may not know that they that surprised them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, immediately what came to mind uh, postpartum was postpartum um, postpartum cramps yeah. and um, postpartum contractions. Mm-hmm. So once you give birth, your uterus, like, you know, your, when you give birth or when you're pregnant, um, all of your organs are like, you know, they move so that they make room for the baby in, your, in the uterus. So um, once you give birth, your uterus is like, you know, it stretches, it's a muscle. And mm-hmm. so when, once you give birth, the uterus contracts, so it goes back down to size and all your organs are going back to their place, you know? Mm-hmm. So in order for your uterus to get back down to size, it contracts. And so when it contracts, like you have those contractions and it kind of feels like birth. And so even after you've given birth, you're still having contractions because your uterus is going back to size. Um, and, and the things that like, especially during breastfeeding or chest feeding, like that stimulates your contractions because of oxytocin and oxytocin surges through your body and stimulates those contractions to help your uterus go back to size which you want it's a good type of pain like birth is almost one of the one of the only like um one of the only productive pain types of pain you experience you know because you're trying to birth a child like trying to birth a human being um, and so those contractions are things that people are like, they surprise them because they're like, what is this? Like, I'm still <laughs> contracting, you know, this is painful yeah. and it is, but it's purposeful as well. Um, so that's something that, that came to mind. Um, breastfeeding is hard. Um, okay. I, feel like, I feel like people kind of know that, but I don't think that you really know until you see it or experience it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's very draining. Babies are, you know, they, they, they cluster feed, they eat, sleep, poop, and that's what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're growing so fast. And so they eat a lot. Um, and so that can be really difficult, especially if you don't have good support. But what makes breastfeeding or chest feeding um, much more manageable and much easier is having support people who um, who see what you need and and support you and show up with what you need. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably like those are two things postpartum. Um, that I can think of. I don't know, like pregnancy. That's something. I think maybe um, how long sickness can last, like morning sickness. Um, I know it, it really just depends on the person. It just depends. And every pregnancy is different. Like one person may have um, nausea for like well into their well into their second trimester. Some people never had nausea at all. And some people like 
have have no nausea and then experience it in the third trimester and that could be the same person all three of those all three of those pregnancies could be the same person so it just depends yeah every pregnancy is different that's so wild honestly I just I just learned about um the contractions that you have after the baby on Mm -hmm. twitter um, yeah. someone said it and I was shocked. I was yeah. shocked. I said, wow, yeah. the more, you know, the more, you yeah. know. Okay. Yeah. I, and a lot of people react that way too. Like a lot of people don't know that a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. I didn't know until she just said it. And I was like, oh yeah, that's crazy. I feel like because of this, well, obviously because of this social media realm that we live in now, we know a lot more, I think, or a lot more, we have a lot more access to it. Yeah. But I didn't realize how much more, like, I don't really know too much about pregnancy, but I know like if without social media or like even having conversations like this, I would know nothing. Like, cause yeah. I don't really feel like we were really like taught about pregnancy. No, we weren't taught. Exactly. They should definitely incorporate this type of childbirth education into all schooling. I think it would be very beneficial. Just I, honestly, it would be so beneficial for everyone because it will teach boys it will teach it will honestly everyone it will teach everyone about how the the female body works how childbirth works how pregnancy works and I feel like it would really help um it would help destigmatize sexuality um and and allow people to like openly discuss sexuality in in a much more in a much healthier way you know yeah yeah. I really think it would be I think well a lot of times in school they're like trying to be preventative but I really don't think learning about pregnancy is gonna make anybody decide they want to go want to go get a baby like but that's the thing like you but knowing more like ignorance is bliss exactly And, and when you and when you know nothing what can you do that you have no power so knowing, not like being educated on the processes of birth and pregnancy, like that will help you. There it is, you know, like you, you know what the process is. Nobody even has to have the sex talk with you because you got a, a decent education in school. And I feel like every single individual, every human needs to know that information. It's, 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 it's necessary because it, everyone comes out of a vagina. everyone comes out of a vagina and if they didn't come out of a vagina they came from a a person with a vagina so it's important information to know um and also just because you know we live in a patriarchal society and i like you can walk up to any person and and have them try to point out the female anatomy and they're probably going to gonna fail very (laughs) terribly you know because nobody knows nobody knows Mm -hmm. um and and it's just unacceptable honestly it really is definitely especially because we do sex education from middle school to high school like there's two to three classes that you have (laughs) nobody knows anything for nothing (laughs) what really happened in those classes no i'm really trying i I just remember like we didn't even watch um we didn't even watch a birth happen in my class we didn't even watch that they it was too um like they perverted it and like made it it was just like 
it was, I was going to say Hishuma, which is um, a sinful in Arabic, you know, and, um, and that's how they made it. Like, it was just, it was like this topic that is a no fly zone where you just don't talk about it and act like, you know, abstinence is the only way. Mm. But kids are out here having sex, right? Like, right. it's important to talk about and to educate them on how to ways to have safe sex, you know, to protect yourself and your partners, you know? Yeah. But no, we don't learn about that in, in school. I I'm, I'm still don't know what we, what we were talking about for three classes, like three separate yeah. like Three whole classes. Yeah. Honestly, I know for sure I didn't see a birthing video. I would remember. Yeah, me neither. Uh, yeah, I feel like I would remember that. I do remember Maybe. having to sign a permission slip, or my parents had to sign a permission slip for me to watch some video. But I think it was just like an overarching sex education. This is a man. This is a woman. Like, and together y'all can make a baby. Like, I, I really think it was that simple. But I did not seen a birth video. No. I don't think so. Oh gosh, we're gonna have to change that. Oh my goodness. I'd be like I'm gonna send y'all one. Okay. Mm, okay. <laughs> I will watch you too. <laughs> yeah, that goes. I feel like it's scary. Loki, I feel like I want a little bit of ignorance for that room. Like for that room and that space. I want a little bit of like, I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, I don't want to be like, oh, the grams are coming. Like, (laughs) no, you can't. That can't be the first time that you watch what birth looks like is when you're having, when you're giving birth. I don't know know why I've never watched it. I'm looking like kind of interested now. I'm like, like, yeah, I want to watch it. I got you. I got you. Send it to me because I feel like. People's vlogs, like if somebody like vlogs or a pregnancy thing, I've seen that, but it's never like the whole thing. So yeah, yeah, like before and after the baby, maybe a little bit in between. (laughs) Yeah, videos on deck. (laughs) That's like a you know not too crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta ease us in. (laughs) (laughs) Like they're you know everything's kind of decent to regular person, but to be unregular, and that's another crazy part. It can be like I feel like, especially on TV, it's like, oh, you go in and you know you you have the baby, but people be going through it. Like preeclampsia, this lady. Oh, I've deep dived into preeclampsia after I read this one woman's story. She was she was going through a lot. She was having seizures. Mm -hmm. Her partner had to wake her up in the middle of the night. To go to the hospital, she had her baby early. I was yeah. stressed. I went into a deep dive into preeclampsia. Mm-hmm. I had to call my sister. She has a son, and apparently, she was high risk for preeclampsia. And I was just yeah. so oblivious to all of this. I'm just yeah. auntie having a good time. <laughs> I was stressed. I was like, yeah, yeah wow. it's it's serious. It really is. Whew. It really changes your whole body, your whole soul. Yeah, you have to go in for screenings. It's really important to know these these things too before you're pregnant as well. So like making sure that you're getting regular checkups on things like that um, is important, especially for black black pregnant and birthing people, just because our um, our mortality rates are much higher. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a crisis. Well, everyone, make sure you go and educate yourself 
or find spaces to educate yourself because okay, we're learning a lot here right now. Okay. This, this is more than I, I knew. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know nothing about this. After empty cramps, I'm gonna do this. Have any of your clients done a birth inside of their home? And how yeah, was that experience? Yeah, we have. So I haven't had a home birth yet. I haven't mm. been to one. Um, but we actually have one coming up. Brooklyn does Ooh. in May. So yeah. I'll keep you posted on that. I'm very excited. But yeah, we, we actually just got started um, last July. So what is this? Eight months, about mm. eight months in. Um so we're pre- we're really new to this. Like we're baby we're baby doulas. Um, <laughs> but it's been like the response and the um, and the um, like the feedback we've gotten um, in this past eight months has been very overwhelming and like and overwhelming in a good way um, with the the amount of people we've supported um, and. Yeah, it's been a great experience. Honestly, I didn't even imagine that it would it would take off like this. But I've been really enjoying it. So I will I will keep you updated on that. But I do have um, a client that's going to be giving birth um, in May as well in, at a birth center. So you have a lot of options, like you could do a birth center, you could do um, home birth. You can do hospital birth or you can free birth, you know, at home by yourself without okay. any type of any type of um, health care provider. So wow, that seems- or you could have a health care provider present and they're just like very hands off. So. Um, so before we move on, mm-hmm. all home births are water births or no, like they could be in a bed. Yeah, that not all home births are water births, okay. and you can even do a water birth at a birth center. Okay. Um, so yeah, like a lot of a lot of hospitals actually even have um, have pool like tubs for you to get in. Um, I'm not sure in the state of North Carolina if they allow you to birth um, birth your baby in the water but you can use the water, like in the hospital mm-hmm. to birth the baby in the water or not, but you can definitely use it as like a, a, a comfort measure for, for um, pain management mm-hmm. in the hospital setting. Um, in the birth center, I believe you can birth, like do a water birth. Um, and then at home, you can do whatever you want at home, so. Yeah. But yeah, when you birth at home, like some people may even have a pool to do a water birth and then wherever they are, they give birth. Like if you're not in the pool, it's really wherever you are, because once you're pushing, you're not moving. So wherever, whatever position you're in, whatever um, location, that's where you're going to give birth. So it's really just, you know, it's up in the air. (laughs) Well, options that's good i honestly didn't know anything about a birth center but that's cool that you can Mm -hmm. you know like we have three places that you can give birth so yeah yep 
yeah it's your home everything i don't know if i do a home birth though i'm real scary i mean you can still you can still you know like if you're low risk the safest place to give birth is out of the hospital setting um just because of just because of the interventions that they um that are routinely given in um in the hospital setting in the medical industrial complex and uh like interventions like um induction is one Mm -hmm. um pitocin is one um which is basically just artificial oxytocin um and it helps you it will basically it it dilates you and and moves gets birth progressing quicker mm-hmm. um which is not always good because um the baby may not be ready and the contractions that happen with pitocin are much um much stronger and much um longer and closer together than normal contra- like physiological contractions mm-hmm. um which kind of give you breaks um like when when you're contracting you'll get a break after you can rest and then you'll have another contraction with pitocin they're much stronger and much more closer together and they're longer as well so um things like uh epidural um things like c-section all of those types of things all of those interventions which you know can also save lives, right? Um, in in emergency situations. However, um, the hospital tends to use these interventions routinely, even when they're not necessary, medically necessary. Um, and a lot of their practices are not evidence-based practices, which um, causes a lot of harm. So if you're low risk, then I recommend looking into, you know, some form of birth outside of the hospital setting. So, and if you like that, like if you like the feel of a hospital um, and are low risk, then look into a birth center because those are great places. And also midwifery care is top notch. Like definitely get a midwife for real, because midwives are, oh, they're heaven sent. So absolutely look into a midwife. Okay. So people can have a midwife, a doula, and a doctor. They all yes. yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Listen, good to know, because <laughs> not that I'm getting pregnant anytime soon, but you know, just in there, it's in the brain. You know? Yeah, you you should yeah. know it before before you're um before you even get pregnant. You should know all of this. Know your options. I bet a lot of times people get pregnant like wow, so I gotta learn a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it can be overwhelming. Yeah. Start well, early. Right, they just gotta get a doula, and you know, don't learn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, we're going to uh, skedaddle on to our second little section of the podcast and talk about um our unpopular opinion. 
about pregnancy and today our unpopular opinion about pregnancy is not really about pregnancy more about like after pregnant and just like all the like seemingly unnecessary pregnancy terms about people talking about their children or like talking about them being and just how like like if your baby is two just say two and not 40 something months or like you know like Just go ahead, like, after one year, we're going to drop the weeks, we're dropping the months, we're dropping the hours, we're just going to go ahead and say. Leave it alone. Drop the hours. <laughs> My baby is two years old, it's really all right. I just feel like there'll be like a whole separate, you know, there's a code. Like, after, yeah. after you get a child, now it's like a whole separate code that you speak now, and it's like, wow. Yeah. You know, the person? <laughs> <laughs> literally three days i always never knew i feel like i had one more little call. oh you talked about um if someone says we're pregnant oh yes um just i like one person right i me personally i feel like once i'm pregnant i'm pregnant like <laughs> please don't group us together like yes yes they were a part of this in like you know inception yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's me though. Like I do, I'm dealing with it. I like I low-key like that though. I do because it 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 um because that means they're also taking taking responsibility, you know, and taking ownership of of a, their part in what they've created too. And I don't know, sometimes I feel like um partners can they don't like they feel like left out in a lot of ways mm. especially like during pregnancy yes because you like the connection with the pregnant person and the baby is going to be so different than the connection with the the um with the parent and the baby that's not the non non-pregnant person the non-pregnant parent um it's going to just be different. Like the connection is going to be different. So it can be a little isolating, I think. Um, so in any way that they can be a part of it, I feel like they should be a part of it, you know, mm. especially too, like in the immediate postpartum, because you're, when you're breastfeeding or chest feeding and like, you don't, your partner, you don't need, they can't feed them, right? Like right. you're, there and if they do then it's not the same because you're feeding this baby from your body and they're like looking at you and there's this flow of oxytocin happening and you're bonding with your baby but then when they're with their of course with their um parent that skin to skin is super important too because that helps bond as well and there's a flow of oxytocin there too but the support is just different, you know, the way that the, the, um, your partner shows up is going to just be different. And sometimes it can be isolating from what I've seen. So in any way that they can like, um, be involved, you know, cause they're super important too. There's so much that they can be doing and there's so much that, that they, um, so much that, that the baby needs from them as well. So, I don't know. I kind of like when people say we're pregnant. Yeah, I really do. We're having a baby. Yeah. We're pregnant. 
we're pregnant we're having a baby like you kind of yeah you would say we're having a baby you wouldn't say they're having a baby like it's your baby too you know i guess yeah that's true yeah. if somebody said they're having a baby i'll be mad like they like, <laughs> right, like what do you mean they <laughs> she having a baby i don't know that girl uh-huh. <laughs> yeah i think that's why i'm fine with it because it's like it makes me feel like we're a team. Like, yeah, you know, it is. It feels like that's true. That's true. Team, sure. team energy. Let's hope. Let's hope <laughs> Big team energy. We're that gather on this. I feel like I do see a lot of like, um, I guess like speaking to your point of like, you know, the other parent feels left out. I do like, I'll be watching like grown people's vlogs about their families and the men usually are left out or like the other partner usually feels like, oh, like I'm not doing anything. And for a long time, I was like, dang, as a woman, I got to do all it is. But I guess it's like vice versa. Like I would like to experience it. At least I get to experience like what that would be or what that feels like instead of just like being, I guess, automatically I don't even get to know what that's like so yeah I mean I guess it also depends on what your philosophy of parenting is too um and how you how both of you show up as parents and how you should show up as parents because that differs you know um family to family it's very different like one may one family may like the one parent may do everything, you know, and, and the other parent may do some things and some other things, you know, and that works for them. Mm-hmm. And then you may have this other family who is like 50, 50, you know, they do equal work and they do this, they do the same type of work equally. And that works for them. So I guess it just depends on like what your philosophy of parenting is and what's important to you as a parent. Mm. that makes me think of this is just a little random but my dad was talking to me about um when I was younger and he used to tell me all the time that I didn't like him and I only wanted to be with my mom yeah all the time it made me feel really bad I was like man (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know I didn't know I didn't like you oh no I was just trying to hang out with my mom but we're good now (laughs) yeah there are phases I don't know (laughs) there really are phases with like being I mean being a child but also being a parent because I know I for a long well not a long time but growing up like I always had like I guess like a negative connotation towards my mom because she was the one like reprimanding us and like you know but my dad was just always you know he was there he was having fun we're having fun yeah. But then, like, you grow up and you're like, all right, you know, she did what she had to do. We can, you know, we can be friends now. Yeah. But it's like that dynamic that you don't realize when you're growing up, but then you'd be like, oh, like, okay, that used to be how we were, but now we're different and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think in your, in your, um, 20 somethings and beyond, you know, um, maybe even earlier too, um, you kind of like, well, at least for me, like I um, was more forgiving, became more forgiving of my parents and, and started seeing them as more than just parents, like as human beings and that like had a life outside of me as well. And so I feel like when you bring your parents off of that pedestal, 
of like everything giving you everything and they are the center of the world you know they're actually just human beings who are trying to also survive and trying to keep a keep another human being or however many human beings they birthed alive you know or mm -hmm. have or have um th that they take care of and so like seeing them in that way it just makes you it humbles you and you know it and I I just like have, I've been very forgive, forgiving of my parents um and I know that they did the best with what they had you know and so I I try not to like hold anything against them um because shoot I have a wonderful life and am privileged in many ways and so I can't even begin to complain um but yeah they did what they had to do and they did the best with what they had so um but I do believe like there are phases that you go through where you need certain things from certain parents at different times so mm -hmm. yeah I think I think life's just that way in general yeah I agree yeah very well said honestly <laughs> I think I figured that out like that my parents like for people them as people yeah like, <laughs> I was like wow this is this is different you know yeah. we've gotten to the point where now we can casually talk as right and not right. Talk as a parent. now we're just like human to human just yeah like, exactly hey. yes yeah, especially since being back in this house, like <laughs> since quarantine being back in this house, I'm like, oh, so we're friends, like, yeah, we're yeah. Friends here, you know, we're on the you know, similar playing field, we can have a similar conversation. So, yeah, I think it is definitely phases because child Lindy and grown Lindy, or really semi grown Lindy. <laughs> Different people, different people. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's 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 all I got for my unpopular opinion. I don't know. What's that's your unpopular opinion? Opinion. Oh, mine. Mm -hmm. Oh, pregnancy. I don't know. Like outside of those, like if we're focusing on pregnancy terms, mm -hmm. I don't know. I or think parenting it's or just. Birth. I don't know. The one that I thought of earlier was kind of just like, I don't know, people just assuming that you're pregnant, like mm -hmm. just off of like, if you gain weight, like the comfortability of people just being like, even people you don't know or people yeah. you really don't talk to, they're just like, are you pregnant? What's going on? And it's like, maybe I am, maybe I'm not. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's yeah. such a aggressive question like not aggressive but i mean it's yeah because it's like dang what if i'm not like it's like, yeah 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 i tend to not even assume that of people when i see them even if if even if it's like like i'm 99 sure i don't because like you never know if somebody is excited about that pregnancy or how it came to be or what their situation is like with their with the partner um or a person who got them pregnant you know and so like 
we, I feel like we tend to be like super excited about pregnancy and, and birth and like everyone doesn't feel that way, mm-hmm. even if they're the person that's pregnant. So I feel like it's really important to remember that and, and not everyone's situation is a happy one. So, yeah, like they could have come to that decision and it was really hard or they may be going like on their way to get an abortion, you know? And so that, yeah, it's just lots of different um, experiences and, and, and like, you know, walks that people are coming from um, being pregnant or not being pregnant. So, or, you know, even like when I think of, when you say that, like asking someone if they're pregnant and like, they've been trying for so long and they, they haven't gotten pregnant and they wish they could be, or they are, they're like physiologically, um, unable to give, give birth and they really want to. So, yeah, I tend to steer away from that question. And, um, and when people are pregnant and they like let it be known, I don't assume that they're um, excited about it right off the bat. I like right off the bat, I ask them like, how do you feel about that? You know, and like, how is it going? You know, before I project my, you know, happiness or um, excitement onto them because we all tend to be excited with like new life, um, most of us, so yeah. I definitely don't be telling asking people about their pregnancy at all. <laughs> I'm just like, look, if they would like to, you know, tell me, that's fine. Share of some pictures, pictures to pop up. Right. Like, all right, just wait, to, just wait for Instagram. Wait, like, oh, yeah. Okay, congrats. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hey, none of my business. Let me know when you want to. <laughs> exactly. I'll be here waiting, yeah. or not. I'll just be here living life. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much pretty much but but that kind of leads us into our last segment which is you wrong for that because um well this segment actually is about whether um someone who's giving birth to a child should tell their partner about it if they don't know should both people be informed about it is it wrong for someone to keep that away from someone else, basically? Mm, that's, so a good that's, that's what we should get into. What do you, what think? Do you think? Oh, what do I think? Mm-hmm. I think, personally, I think you should tell someone because I feel like that's, I feel like it's like a big experience and I feel mm-hmm. like they might want to be a part of it, you know? Um, but I also think, I guess you have to, think about your situation maybe that person could be dangerous maybe that Mm -hmm. person could be doing some things that you don't really want around your kid Mm -hmm. I guess you have to access or look at your situation (laughs) and um, (laughs) find the word for you I was like like, let me look up to the sky and try to find the word (laughs) but yeah just look at your situation but I would mostly want to be told or to tell someone and if they don't want to be a part of it, then, you know, at least I put myself out there. You know, I tried. Yeah. Wendy? Yeah. So I think. agree. I agree with that. Basically, like, you should definitely, I really should say something, but not look, but not be looking for anything. Like, if we're talking about experience, like a situation where I guess, like, where you and your partner aren't together 
or you're even thinking about having an abortion or something, you should definitely say something, but not really like whatever really happens out of it. It's more about like you letting them know. <laughs> like, so everybody knows what's happening here, but also it's still my decision to decide what, like how I move forward with this pregnancy. But I would say, well, no, cause it's like, dang, you could like a whole baby, like, or if you have the baby, but, and still don't tell anybody, it's like, I have a whole child in the world or I could have had a whole child in the world. And I just had no idea completely about it. Like, I don't think that's right. Like you say something. This is such an interesting conversation because I'm thinking like, how, why are you in that situation, you know, to even like putting, put yourself in that situation to, um, to have to make that decision, you know, like, of course, in a sexual assault situation, like that's not something that you can, that you can control Mm -hmm. um but you can choose who you have babies with you know and and like what does it look like to choose a partner that cares for you um and who who actively wants to have children with you and is not somebody that you even would have to think about um sharing the news but like you know being excited to share the news not someone that you even feel like you have to withhold this information from Mm. um and like just like basic healthy and healthy relationships you know I mean I I think on one hand there could be a situation where it's like you like maybe you are in a healthy relationship and everything's going great but you know that you don't you know that you don't want, maybe you know you don't want a child right now, but you know your partner, like, if it's, if it's today, if it's tomorrow, like, I'm here and I'm going to be the greatest father or the greatest partner ever. So maybe a situation where you're, like, not ready, you don't really want to share the news that maybe you're you're leaning more toward the abortion part of it and you're like, dang, right, sell them. Like, you know, like, that type of situation is also a thing as well, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely case by case. In that situation, I feel like it's your choice, you know, like it's your body. So it's your choice. Um, and if you're not ready, then you're not ready. And abortion is a normal part of life, you know, um, no matter who who you're talking to, no matter like which way you flip it, like it's just a normal part of life. And we and babies have like fetuses have been aborted since the beginning of time you know in with with herbal medicine actually mm-hmm. so it's it's something that's happened and it, and will continue to happen and should continue to happen because a person's body is their body and and they know what's best for them so i feel like in that situation also having a partner who loves you and supports you and knows that that's your body and supports your decision, you know, and, and like, and to be on your team and, and have your back, like, and back you up in whatever decision you make, because there is no right or wrong decision. You know, it's what's best for you and your life and your circumstances. So um, just is, I guess it's really just about having a partner who, 
also sees it that way um, and respects your choices, you know? Mm-hmm. Because they can have, they could, they could have um, that the spirit of that baby come back later on in life. You know, like they, if you're not ready now, then you can, like, we do this thing where, um, where you, like in an abortion ceremony, you, you like write down to this, to this spirit that's inside of you, um, or you just speak to them and tell them, hey, like, thank you for coming and choosing me but I'm not ready right now. And when I am ready, can you please come back and choose me again? And they'll come back and choose you again. Um, But everyone is not in the space um, in whatever way that looks like to like in relational, um, economically um, or physically to give birth at the time that they're pregnant. And so that like you have to honor that you have to honor that and so um whatever decision that person makes is is uh the best decision because they because people know what's best for them um so it's just having a partner who respects that and um and knows that deeply within them you know that you know what's best for you um so yeah i agree (laughs) That is very true. I do have a question because we're talking yes. about abortion. I love questions. For everybody. Yes. So do you feel like, okay, I guess like, do you feel like, I guess getting an abortion could be selfish? Like if you're thinking about like that you're not ready for it? Like, do you think people, because I know a lot of people, like people like to say that. Like, do you think there's some, ba- like, do you think there's some like, some truth to that term or to that statement when people say it that it's selfish Mm -hmm. no I don't believe that at all um I don't believe that at all I feel like nine months nine to ten months is a very long time for you to um first of all dedicate your body to um to another being to grow them and that takes a lot of care um, and our society has not, has not been set up for everyone to receive the same care. So therefore it's not selfish. Um, even if you are in a privileged position to care for that individual, it's still your body and that's your decision. So I don't think it's selfish because it's your body. Um, and then two, raising a child or even the, 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 the emotional and, and psychological process of you being separated from that child, you know, through adoption or whatever, if the, whatever you so choose, um, it takes a toll on people, you know? And so that may not be something that you're willing to do. And so that like, it has to be respected. I think that, um, I think it's so interesting, like these conversations because it almost 
it almost like gives the power to other puts the power in other people's hands to which well it does it puts the power in other people's hands to decide what is best for your body and your life and I just totally am not an advocate for that because I think that a person's body female male or anything in between um is theirs fully is fully theirs and belongs to them and no one else um no matter what is happening and so for me i it i don't know it just i just would never um be able to like see it any other way um because i could not imagine somebody trying to have like some type of free reign over what I do with my body and how I exist in my body. Um, and, and no one can tell you how you feel in your body at any time. So, but you, and because you're the one living it, you're the one in it and everyone's body is theirs. So I feel like, no, it's not selfish ever. It's never selfish. And um, like I said, no matter what age, no matter what situation you're in, your body is always yours and you always know what's best for your body and you always know what's best for you in your life situation, your life circumstances, and there is no wrong decision. And I just hope that whoever you're around and whoever, um, whoever your community is supports you and that that people who um are like going back and forth between what decision to make that they feel supported and have somebody that they can talk to about it because it can be it's very emotional and it can be and sometimes it's not emotional sometimes you know and there's literally no like ulterior no no alternative mm-hmm. um and so i feel like you know, I wish this was something that we talk more about in our communities um, and something that was spoken about openly so that it's not stigmatized because nobody should feel like a bad person because they get an abortion. It's a part of life. Like loss is a part of life, whether you chose it or whether it happened to you. Mm-hmm. Like we don't stigmatize um people who are pregnant who have miscarriages or have stillbirths, you know, I don't know what the difference is. Like, it's just loss. Loss at the end of the day is what it is, um, whether you chose it or whether you didn't. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's something that I really hope that that we can, like, you know, talk about more and something that we, that people get more comfortable talking about, Um but yeah, it's very interesting. Very interesting topic. Yeah, honestly, I also don't think that abortion is selfish. Mm-hmm. Just if I were to like put myself in those shoes, mm-hmm. I couldn't like, like if I wasn't in the headspace to have a child and like I just mm-hmm. didn't want to do it at that time, I would yeah. feel bad like if I did it with that type of energy like yeah I don't even want to do this like I would feel really messed up 
And I also couldn't imagine just going through that whole process and whole birthing experience and then just giving my child to someone else. Mm -hmm. I would, I don't think I could personally do it. Like Mm -hmm. I would just, so now I, I'm just keeping a child that I didn't have the right headspace to have. And now like, what's going to happen to that child? You know, that would, that would be messed up. That would be crazy. Yeah. Which is valid. Yeah. That's so, it's so true. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't think that there's an, I, I don't think that there's really, um, I mean, there's no ideal situation, no perfect situation, I guess, um, for a child to be born into. But I feel like whoever that, whoever is carrying them and birthing them knows um, just because there's an energetic relationship there and you can you can kind of feel what that what they need you know you can feel what they need and you know you know whether or not you're ready and whether or not you want you want to do it you know because some people don't some people have the the means and don't want to and that's okay too you know um everyone's situation is different and I feel like um there's no right answer you know there's no right answer to whether it's selfish or not but personally I don't believe that there is any any situation where it would be selfish just because it's not my decision it's it's no one's decision except for the person who's making it so right who's who's pregnant yes I also agree yeah (laughs) I was just, I, I was just wondering, you know, like, hmm, people say that all the time, but like, would you, would you think that would even make sense in a situation? But what do you mean? Like to say that somebody's being selfish about mm-hmm. like, their, their decisions over their body. Like, is that even like a, a statement that would make sense to even bring up as an argument to like, yeah, I just, that's so crazy to me. That's so crazy that anyone would ever say that, like, because your body is your own, you know, and if someone was trying to do something to their body, then they would be opposed to it as well, because it's their body. Right. And then wouldn't be called selfish because they made a decision over their own body because it was their own body. But the world we live in. (laughs) Yeah. When people try to make decisions for other people. Mm-hmm. He's going to preach on this podcast to mind your business. Mind your business. <laughs> mind the business that pays you. Literally, okay. <laughs> mind your business that pays you. <laughs> I talk about that every week. Like, look. Literally. <laughs> it would be a better place if everybody just minded their mind business. Okay. We all sound nosy. Mm-hmm. We want to know what's going on with everybody else. Right. <laughs> exactly but it seems like this is a wrap um this was a great episode hopefully it was very informative for y'all it was they were informative for me okay learned a lot yes because you know like like we said we ain't know nothing about pregnancy we know we know that's good so yes this is the end of the episode y'all know y'all can catch us you know spotify all podcast streaming platforms at but don't quote me um and like 
we're on Instagram too. Same thing, but don't quote me. Um, but yes, Madison, tell me where they can catch you. Oh, well, you can find me on all social medias at the underscore light bright. And that's me on everything. And I also have a YouTube channel. And that is just Madison Ophelia. Yes. Well, you want to tell them where they can catch sure. you? Sure. Y'all can find me on Instagram, the Instagrams um, at the Book of Low. And you can find my partner, Dula Brooklyn, at um, Shade Celestine. And we just collaborate and do all the things. So, okay. So if they want to hit you up on some Dula stuff, Go to your Instagram or is there like a website or something? Yeah, you so you can either hit us up on Instagram or you can email us at brooklynandlow at gmail.com and we'll get back to you on either one. It doesn't matter. It's up to you. Okay. Well, yes. And then obviously me, you can saw social medias is underscore Lindy Yor. And then I do have YouTube, it's Lindy Yor's Life. You know, you can find us all over the place but um yeah this is another episode and it's a wrap yes (laughs) so thank y'all for listening and watching and stuff (laughs) 